Hello, my name is Matthias Röder. I'm the managing director of the Karajan Institute in Salzburg. I'm very happy to talk to you about transforming culture today. Transforming culture sounds so harmonious. Everything is in the flow, so why not culture? Transforming culture sounds like the natural thing that happens when you let things just be. But culture often resists transformation. It is grounded in history with gravitas and dignity. Why should it concern itself with change? Every time someone is doing something new, there will be someone else who will ask, but why? That why can be cruel. It puts the finger on the person that does something differently. It calls out the person who is trying out something new. If you want to be accepted and sane, don't try transformation. The burden of proof if this is with those who seek change, not with those who wish to stay the same. Have you ever tried to change um, a school curriculum or a law? Perhaps this is why being creative is so exhausting. Why doing creative work literally wears you out. Why psychological health is so fragile for those who are in the creative business. It appears that our societies have perfected the defense against all those that seek change. Inertia is a strong force. Granted, much of our world that is beautiful and good is grounded in the past. There are amazing works of art from the past, profound traditions and ancient knowledge and skills that are worth preserving. But our societies equally need the daredevils who are challenging the status quo. If we only concern ourselves with what we already know, what kind of world would that be? We need those who seek out the borders, who go to the places where it hurts, for it is only there that we are doing work that really matters. The past year has been a terrible experience for many of us. We have lost loved ones, have been put out of work, or had to change our way of life upside down. The future is still unclear for those working in the cultural sector. Will audiences come back? Will people enjoy traveling again? Will there be money to support the arts? While a lot of these questions seem challenging and inspiring fear more than excitement, I believe there are three major forces right now in the world that might help us in finding a new way forward. The first one is access to technology. The second one is global decentralization. And the third one is the democratization of creativity. Take, for example, the ready availability of technology to communicate, record, edit, and live stream music, theater, or opera. During the last year, its immense power has been brought to everyone's attention. Cultural institutions that had not been working with these technologies faced a bitter reality because the learning curve was steep. Those who had been active in the space before saw a surge in interest like nothing else. 
And once we got over the first excitement of producing and watching live streams, we also started to realize that our online audiences wanted something else from a digital experience than from a live event in the theater. New formats were developed and experiments popped up everywhere. From home concerts to dancing robots in VR, this transformation of culture through technology has created entirely new formats and will continue to inspire new audiences and artists alike. Self-producing content has also moved away the focus from traditional producers and distributors to ad hoc networks and informal exchanges of artists and audiences. Often this resulted in cutting out the man in the middle and therefore increasing the bottom line for the artists. Take for example, the New York based jazz pianist, Dan Tapfer, who like many other artists started their own concert series, often combining their solo performances with guests in other places. Everyone, including the audiences, joining in via Zoom or YouTube and other platforms. The amazing part is setting up a ticketing system takes a few hours and you can sell tickets to a global audience and the proceeds go to the artists directly. More recently, digital arts works, digital artworks have been sold uh, to the tune of 60 plus million dollars. Previously, these digital images were basically worthless because why would I buy a file that can be copied by anyone and therefore be in their possession as well as in mine? But today, thanks to blockchain technology, an official owner of the artwork can be registered and that record cannot be falsified, tampered with or forged. There can still be copies of digital art for sure, but there will be only one official owner registered on the blockchain. So this technology and the decentralization has created a new market for cultural artifacts. In both of these examples, a tendency from central authority towards decentralization is present. Imagine what this development will allow artists to do who are currently struggling with censorship or exploitation. Finally, I believe that in the past year, we have seen the beginning of a new movement in thinking about creativity. More and more people are discovering that they are in fact creative themselves. Just by having to deal with the crisis, each and every one of us realized the power of their own creativity on a daily basis. And I'm not talking about artistic creativity only. I'm talking about creativity in business, in science, in education, in every field of human existence. Politicians and business leaders and educators are taking notice of that. We see that in our own um, foundation. Without creative humans, there will be no innovation, no prosperity, and ultimately also no transformation of our culture. Thank you very much.